0: Welcome to Business Works. This is Hal Alpiar along with Johnny Stites, and we're here today talking business, small business, family business, business leadership, a number of things. So um, we want first of all talk about family business, families, and and so if the familiar if the situations we describe sound familiar, or maybe we're just imagining them, um, then maybe you need to go get a new family. That's kind of <laughs> I know where we are. Um, Johnny, I'm just going to go through a couple little ideas here, and um, these are kind of imagined situations, but the owner's wife is in charge of collecting receivables and takes that too personally because she, through her eyes, maybe she can only see that some deadbeat is preventing her from um, having a more affordable dinner and and, uh, family life. The owner's son maybe is not as business-minded as his mother or as his father perhaps. And and so, um, you know, he's constantly being berated for wasting too much time, playing around with new advertising approaches, not paying enough attention to customer service and billing and inventory and the basic stuff. Maybe the two feuding sisters are always trying to outdo uh, one another's sales accomplishments and neither one is – Really willing to handle the staff problems that continue to grow um having worked with hundreds of family businesses um, between us um, in many different ways, from everything from trash collection to surgery practices to obviously construction for Johnny, I can assure you since the popular notion is that every family says the most of the shrinks out there, every family is dysfunctional, so that guess that means we all are. And uh, your family is not unique if you're in a family business. Um, it's just not the kind of thing you might like. And so here, here we are. We're going to talk to you a little bit about how you might kind of turn that around and how you can develop uh, things a little differently so that you're moving forward and that the family is not at each other's throats all the time. So, you know, there are a number of different areas here. John, maybe you want to comment on some of this because you've been in depth in family business for uh, many years. And, and um, I'm sure you've faced some of these kinds of things. Sure. Um,
1: um, I was in a family business for 45 years. I was the third generation of a family who had been in construction. Uh Didn't want to cause the ball to be dropped.
0: 45 years? You're that old, Johnny?
1: I'm very, yes. (laughs) I feel it, too, some days. (laughs) So um, when I was in the family business, I realized that you still have all the dynamics of a business, but the family brings additional dynamics to play that you have to deal with. Um, In the case, the instances you were talking about, if you have people that you live with, that you're also working with when you make business decisions, it always comes back into the family. Uh, that's particularly true when you get in-laws involved, because in-laws don't feel always that same uh, loyalty <laughs> uh, to the yes. family heritage that the um, that the blood relatives.
0: Well, feel. I, I can I can substantiate that. I, I my late wife uh, was my business partner. And we had to divvy everything up. So she did all of the bookkeeping, all of the uh, accounting processes, all of the um, making arrangements, all of, you know, all the detail stuff. I dealt with the clients personally and um, did the creative development. And that was the way it was left. And it was great for 27 years. After she passed away, suddenly I realized I'd never signed a check. I never, Mm -hmm. I never knew how to keep a checkbook, uh, you know? And so we hadn't shared that information and, and in that process, (laughs) of course, it's been a learning process for me, um, you know, and I've gotten okay with that, but it was a little scary at first, I must say. And it, it it shines some light on some of what you're talking about after the fact.
1: Well, it is not an easy occurrence we paid thousands of dollars over the term, that 45 year term, to try to really be efficient and professional in the way that we ran our business. And I always said uh, we should run our business as a business, not as a family.
0: Did you divvy it up, like everybody in the family did different things, or did you all work on the same things?
1: We had, uh, my brother typically took care of the outside activities on the job sites. I typically took care of whatever was happening in the office, so the financing and the estimating and the project managing those kinds of things in the sales was
0: this in relation to your experiences in the Navy
1: well in the Navy I wasn't kin kin to anybody so I didn't have any you had to you
0: had to run the whole thing
1: yeah it was just a matter of you had people who who had uh, responsibilities and you looked to them to fulfill their responsibilities if they didn't they could get in trouble but I had great people, and they just were yeah, wonderful. Johnny was um,
0: jo- Johnny was the captain of the ship, so to no. speak. Uh, <laughs> but a lieutenant, in, uh, in the navy, and had a crew of seventy five people. Is that yeah, right, Andrew? I had seventy five, and
1: we handled all the ship services, the ship store, the barber shop, the laundry, uh, all the, the things that you would. Ex- both the messes, the cruise mess, the wardroom for the officers, anything that involved the ships activities other than spare parts.
0: So how did that come back to you in terms of that experience working with a family business then? Well, I did learn a
1: great deal of leadership skills. The Navy was excellent trainer of these skills and they expected their officers to be efficient and loyal to the Navy. And I learned a lot, great deal about building loyalty among my men and um, you know leadership is not just being able to tell people what to do it's learning how to inspire people so when and this is one of the ways i did that when we were going into port it was not uncommon for sailors to get themselves in trouble with uh, the young ladies at the port so every time before we would go in we would have this we would have this discussion about what each of them should do and checking out the young ladies they were going to hang out with And I would always have a equally uh, robust discussion with my men about abstinence and using good judgment and not going crazy. So that was just one example.
0: Well, we're going to take a break here in a minute. But before we do, I just want to follow up on your your comments there as food for thought on leadership. Um, If you're listening, what are yours? What are your food for thoughts on leadership? Um, One quick quote, making the right choices, says the man Rudy Giuliani, who was America's mayor, so to speak, says it's the most important part of leadership. Every other element from developing and communicating ideas to surrounding oneself with great people relies on making good decisions. And we're going to come back and talk about the dog whisperer and his approach to leadership. So stay with us. We have some exciting uh, little dog news here coming up. Welcome back to BusinessWorks. This is Hal and Johnny. We've been talking about leadership, family business. One of the comments that uh, we just made here off off the air, uh, talking about opportunities and on leadership. And opportunities seem to be the answer to family business problems, depending on how they're viewed. So I'm going to skip from that thought to one about, I promised you the dog whisperer, so let me sneak that in. Humans, says dog whisperer Caesar Milan, are the only species on earth that will follow a totally unbalanced, unstable leader. He goes on to say that balance comes from all four parts of ourselves, intellectual, emotional, spiritual, and instinctual, in alignment, he said. So with that as kind of a little background, then skipping ahead to the the family opportunities idea here that we just mentioned, would it be fair to say that the primary difference between whether someone views a given situation as a problem or sees it as an opportunity reduces itself to how that person chooses to view it? Because the bottom line to all this, um, Johnny, as you know, and we've talked about, and especially in family business to keep in mind, Behavior is a choice all behavior is a choice how we view it and how we do it is what makes the difference so so some family members actually thrive on choosing problems is that true yeah, yeah. that's true we didn't have we didn't have a lot of problems like that in
1: our business, but it's not just true of family businesses uh, I said with a group yesterday that um, Help was trying to help them with their business. What it was a family business, but the issue was that some of the people in the business were not loyal, they were not team players, and there was a lot of frustration on the part of the leadership. Uh, They were
0: in it just because they're part of the family, yeah, yeah. And and (laughs) as I told the
1: leader, I said, Look, you're an SOB, same as I was an SOB, the son of the boss. You got there (laughs) simply because you were born and you were born into that family. So you have to earn the right. You absolutely have to earn the right to be respected. Even more so than somebody who's just brought in because they know that you were there because you were the son of the boss and not because you particularly had any right to that or you were trained for it or you've had even skill sets that made you uh, able to take that spot. So I said to him, you have to... You have to find people that are going to be in your business that are going to support you and support the business and be team players. And when they don't, you you don't have a choice because a person who's poisoning the well will poison it in ways you can't even imagine. And you're the last one to know about it because you are the SOB.
0: Well, and and one of the things we've talked about, it takes two to tango the old expression. You don't yeah. have to choose to make a family problem chooser make that person's problems your problems. You can choose to walk away. You can choose to change the channel in your head from being confrontative talk station to easy listening or choose to offer choices. Above, above all, when you choose to be aware, that by itself is a choice. That awareness alone will carry you through some of the rough spots and help others to be more focused on what's important. Um, so if you have... a these SOBs Johnny's talking about, I like that, son of the boss. You, you can choose to deal with them in whatever way you want. It's your choice. So if you want to make the business stronger, it's maybe going to take some confrontation uh, in, in a pleasant manner to be able to make that happen. Um, perhaps that person isn't cut out for that job, and maybe there's another way you're going to have to look at things if you're running the business. If they are, maybe they need a little more training of some kind so that you can help them to rise to the occasion and be a real part of the team. There are another number of options, but the point is it's your choice. The point is it's their choice. So One of the things
1: that. that I would remind people of is that if you're a leader and you have people who are negative and who bring poison into the relationship, try everything you possibly can, but make a decision, fire them if you have to terminate them from the company, get them out. Most of the people that I had to terminate would come back to me years later and say, Johnny, thank you for firing me from your company (laughs) because they knew that they hadn't performed. They knew they were negative and they realized that I woke them up by taking the action I did. And so they weren't mad at me. They were grateful that they had been, I guess, given a second chance to be the way to say it because they were really um, awakened by the fact that they were the problem. And so that is helpful to people when you help them see themselves. As you know, the good book says, much easier to see that little speck in our neighbor's eye than it is the big log in our own eye. There's great truth in that.
0: (laughs) Yes, there is. And, and it's, it's, it, it all involves the ability to, you know, the old baseball expressions, the ability to step up to the plate and yeah. do what you have to do. One of my very favorite motivational gurus is Brian Tracy. And if you're in sales of any kind, you've heard of him. And his, his comment about this was great business leadership is characterized by honesty, truthfulness, and straight dealing with every person under all circumstances. So no, whether they're part of the family, not part of the family, how close they are or how distant they are, it, it has to come down to how honest you are as the leader, how truthful you are, and how straight you are in dealing with them under all circumstances. Um,
1: you do not have the choice as a leader to be petty and to be bitter and to be revengeful of people. I think it's really important that we not forget that. Because we can get in, get ourselves in trouble and actually damage the company a lot if we allow that to happen, leadership just requires a higher level of of commitment, a higher level of um, appreciation for other people, and a higher level of integrity. That's how they got there by having those. They became leaders with those tactics and those. Uh, characteristics.
0: Well, I think that's a, a good point to end on. I want to mention uh, w- one last comment by uh, U.S. President General Dwight David Eisenhower, who said leadership is the ability to get a person to do what you want him to do when you want it done in a way that you want it done because that person wants to do it. There's the key to it. So, you, how do you instill that desire? in other people. We're going to take a break here. We'll be back um, with you in a minute. Please stay tuned because we have some interesting topics that are based on this, and I'm sure you're going to want to hear about Welcome back to BusinessWorks. This is Hal and Johnny. We've been talking to small business owners and managers, and if you're one of those or aspire to be, uh, you're entrepreneurial-minded or you're a professional practice uh, person, All of this information fits. We've been discussing family business, and so that exists from doctor's offices to construction companies to retail stores and and everything in between. So some of the rules of thumb that work, one is that um, we are, you know, know how many times in my life I've heard work smarter, not harder? Probably um, a million, I guess. I don't know. could be maybe more than that. And it, it seems like it. So I think what I did is I tried this other I tried that for a while. I tried it a few million times. Nothing happened. <laughs> but uh, I think the bottom line is that working harder actually makes you smarter. Um, so I tried to I tried to work harder after realizing that working smarter wasn't getting me anywhere. Um, and as I worked harder, I got smarter. I, does that make any sense? It doesn't make experience. any
1: sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> now, the way I always looked at is, it is um, it's similar to what I used to tell my people. I want you to think like an owner. And when you, when you start a task. The then most, they say,
0: I want to get paid like the owner. Yeah. yeah.
1: When you say uh, to people uh, when they start a task, the most important thing that you can do when starting any task is plan. Just take a minute, sit down, think through it. What's the best way to do this? Uh, I bought three uh, bunk beds to put down for my grandchildren in our house. Took me six hours to get the first set put together. Took me two hours to get the second set put together. and took an hour to get the third set. (laughs) Now, I'm the same guy, had the same tools. What was different? Well, I'd done this- You were working smarter. I was working smarter. I'd done it before, I'd learned from those lessons. And what I tried to get our people to understand was, we were we would pay more for people who worked smarter than we would people who worked harder. Not that not that we all didn't do hard work, because that's what the very nature of work is, but it's the ability to think, and to add your thinking to the benefit of the company, so the company would would gra- would greatly benefit from everybody's thinking. Some of the best ideas we had in our company came from laborers who were in the trenches doing the work, who could see, well, what if we did it this way instead of that way? We saved tons of dollars, didn't penalize our clients at all, but just because they thought outside the box, they began to think what might be a better choice here. I didn't have to be there and tell them everything to do. Just imagine if you require everybody to wait until you tell them what to do, how... how, Terrible that is for them, because they are struggling to get through the day, and they're just sitting there waiting for you to tell them what to do. The greatest example is when you drive down the road, and you see a construction site. You'll have one guy shoveling, three or four guys watching him. (laughs) Why is that? How about nine or ten? Yeah, I've seen (laughs) that too. And is they're waiting for somebody to tell them what to do? That is the dumbest way to run a company, because you. You say to all the people in that company, "I'm the only one that knows how to think." You just wait till I tell you what to do, and we don't say that overtly as owners, but that's really what we mean. Because think about it; it makes us as owners be really, really smart. We're we're the ones who do all the thinking.
0: Well, working harder uh, is 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 working smarter. It's harder to think. It's just yes, yeah, it is. But and in other words, just working harder without thinking isn't gonna get you anywhere. So as yeah. Johnny's saying, you know, I gotta plan it. You know, you have to you have to integrate what you learn in the process of working harder in order to work smarter.
1: You know why I'm so absolutely positive I'm right about that? Because No, tell me why <laughs> the creator of the world yes. made us to think. He could have made us robots, he could right. have made us to follow him whether we wanted to or not. But rather than do that, he created us to make a choice.
0: And we have free will. That's the free point. Will. We're the only creatures on earth with free will. That's and, right. And, you know, we
1: can make the decisions. We can right. either choose to follow him and love him or not follow him and not love him. The same is true of leaders. Which takes us earth. back
0: to the beginning discussion that we had about that, uh, the idea of choice. Yeah. And your behavior is your choice. So if you're a, uh, if you enjoy what you do and you're learning from it, that's great. If you are um, uh, just a wacko entrepreneur and you know there's no other way to do anything and you're going to knock yourself out and do whatever it takes um, because you want to take a vacation, <laughs> that's that's not going to work either. Um, if you aspire to leadership greatness and you know that the best leaders rarely sleep and you have a vacation planned and you're going you know, all of that stuff is rationalizing and the bottom line is that if you if you don't, you either do the work or you don't do it. If you do it, learn from it. Make the most of it. Just like putting those beds together that Johnny's talking about. Um, if you don't make the most of it, you're wasting your time and everyone else's. If you're in a family business, you're wasting a lot more than that because everyone else is getting hooked into what you're doing and that isn't going to be productive.
1: Yeah, I, I think In the case of those uh, bunk beds, the first time I tried to put one together, I didn't really have a way to think it out, to think it through. The second time, I used the benefit of what I learned the first time and cut my productivity, uh, increased my productivity, even cut my time to put it together uh, significantly. And then the third time was even better. So that's why in our business and in all businesses, if you can get your employees to do things the same way every time and really get good at it, they become very productive. And as in leaders, we should set our business up where that's something that happens for them.
0: Well, thank you, Johnny. I think on that point, we're going to uh, wrap it up for the day. We'll ask you to come back. We're going to be uh, talking about different approaches to leadership, and that means you. If you run a business or professional practice, or you're a manager. So we thank you for that. We ask you to uh, keep tuning in. Uh, basketball season's coming, and so we're going to be uh, bumped off <laughs> off the air with that. But we're still going to be on podcasts. And so you can get our podcast anytime, uh, anywhere, 24 hours a day uh, at um, Newstalk941.com slash podcasts. And you just scroll down to BusinessWorks, and you'll have the whole kit and caboodle. So we thank you for your time today, we will be back and look forward to speaking with you next week. Have a great day.